I'm just going to take a few moments and just share my heart and share just the uh, part of the, the story right out of Matthew chapter two today, because I believe God wants to deposit something in your heart and in your life. You might think, well, I came to see the kids. I came to, uh, as a guest from somebody, guess what? God wants to speak to you. You're here because God wanted you here. Can we just thank God for what he's doing in this moment with all of us in this room? Bible says in Matthew chapter two, verse one, that now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, the days of Herod, the King, behold, wise men from the East came to Jerusalem saying, where is he who was born King of the Jews? For we have seen his star, it rose and have come to worship him. When Herod, the King heard this, he was disturbed. We jumped down to verse nine. It says, and after they heard the King, they went on their way and they saw the star when it rose, went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary and his mother and they fell down and they worshiped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense and myrrh. The thought that I wanna encourage you with today is that, that we need to cultivate the wonder of Christmas. There's so much in culture that tries to take away the wonder of who Jesus is in this season. But I'm here to tell you that Jesus was born 2,000 years ago so that we could live today, so that we could worship today, so that we could have hope today, so that we could live today. And when we cultivate that wonder with our kids, with our family, with our, with our neighbors, we understand that there is a God in heaven who has a plan for us. How many need the plan that God has for your life to, to start working its way in our lives? Jesus, Lord, in this next few moments, speak to us. Have your way, God. We thank you for your word. God, I thank you for every child that was on the stage, God. God, I thank you, Lord, for, for every family that's in this room. Jesus, I pray, Lord, that your blessing and your favor, but God, I pray, Lord, that your wonder would expand in their lives, God, that we would grasp the greatness of who you are. Jesus, speak to us today, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, let's celebrate God's word today. So this is home. And if you're brand new, we believe this, we say this, we print it on t-shirts. We, we believe that you are here, you are seen, you are loved, you are accepted because, because you matter, not just to us, but you matter to God. You matter to heaven that, that Jesus came and he created you in a, in a unique way. Look at your neighbor and thank God. Come on, look at your neighbor one time. Now look him in the face. Now, aren't you thankful you don't look like them? Come on, if we all look the same, boy, how boring would life be, huh? You know what I'm saying? I mean, I wear a size large, hello? Come on now. Some of us wear a size extra small, okay? Some of us wear a size large, but we, we, we squeeze into what I call a medium because we wanna, we, we wanna, you know, there we go. Okay, so, so we all look differently, but the moment that we realize that, that this gathering is not a business, this gathering is a family, Church is a family. When I, when I, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. When I go to a restaurant, I go to a restaurant for someone to feed me, someone to cook for me, someone to uh, serve me, someone to clean up after me. I walk away. I don't do the dishes. How many appreciate that today? Come on now. Somebody like hit your, hit your husband and tell him, say, take me somewhere good today. Come on now. I mean, why? Because you don't want to cook everyone. When I really don't want to cook, don't want to clean, don't want to, I go somewhere else and I do that. But if I, if I go home <laughs> and I treat my home like it's a restaurant, boy, I, I, I would be in trouble. Hello. 
There is a problem if I would sit down at the table and say, bring me food, lady. Come on, where, where's the waitress at? My glass is empty. My sons would laugh. They're like, man, is your, is your arm broke? Man, the refrigerator's right there. Go get it yourself. Why? We are personally responsible when it comes to our home. Now, if you're a guest... Hey, we'll, we'll serve you. Hey, if you're, a, you're, 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 you're that crazy uncle, you know, you can sit on the couch and you can bark orders all day long during the Christmas season. Anybody got one of those in your life? You know what I'm saying? They, they just come over and they consume everything and then they leave, but they complain about everything in between. But, but this is home. And the reason why we say this is home is because you're family. So look at your neighbor and tell them you're family. That, mean, that means, hey, get, lean in. Come on, let, let, let's make this real. Family's not perfect, but family's full of love. Family looks at people and say, we accept you. We, we, we love you. We encourage you. And we don't have a problem telling you, hey, you need to fix this. Hello? Come on, you ever eat something before? And, you, and I mean, family sometimes will tell you if you've got junk in your teeth. People that you don't know very well will just kind of let you go on and on and see how long it lasts. You know what I'm saying? That's awkward. I, I'm one of those people that's like, man, I just want to tell. I just, I, 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 hey, can I just, you know, hey, you got the green salad that you ate from lunch. It's, it's still there. Hopefully it was from lunch and not from breakfast. But then uh, when we come to this is home, uh, during this season, it's a chaotic season. We calm the chaos when we create space for God to move in our lives. We set a table up last week and we talked about setting the table. How do you set the table? You set the table with worship. You set the table with recognizing who you're here to see. Who am I here to see? Not me, hopefully. Not a guy in a Charlie Brown shirt. Hello. Some of you are like, I came to see the kids. Guess what? We want you to see more than that. We want you to see Jesus. Come on. How many want to see him? Hello. The wise men, when they, they saw the star, it says they rejoiced. They, they, they lost their mind. They went crazy. They rejoiced exceedingly. But when they saw the child, the Bible says that they, they fell down and they worshiped. It was a, it was a, they changed their posture from, from being standing there to, to getting on their face and worshiping the king because they saw a king. They didn't see a baby. So if you, if we always see as a baby in a manger, then we miss the very fact that the king came for us. He's got a plan for us. He has the ability to change and rearrange everything around us. He has the ability to heal you. How many need healing in your life? Come on now. He has the ability to provide. And when a king says something, hey, what? That, that, that happened. Guess what? That becomes reality. So when our, when our kids wake up on Christmas morning, what happens is, is, um, when they were young, there was so much wonder and the older they get, there's still wonder. There's still that bright eyed. And if you, if you've been married just for a hot minute, like, like, like a year, maybe, you know what I'm saying? You have that wonder of, I wonder what he's going to get me. Hello. I wonder what's in the package. I wonder, uh, it, it's really not about what's on the outside for, for most of us. It's about what's on the inside, but Jesus on the outside doesn't help you a whole lot. It's him on the inside that makes a difference in your soul. How many need him in your soul? Come on now. He's the gift that was given 2,000 years ago so that we could live and we could have life. So, so I, have to be, I have to be personally responsible for the wonder in my life. If you look at the wise men, here's what the wise men did. They brought a gift. They brought a gift to the king. They, they prepared in advance. The word cultivate means to prepare. So the wise men brought a gift. Why would they bring a gift? Why would they bring a gift to a child? Well, in the Old Testament, they, they followed those laws. And when you came to a king, you always brought a gift. And sometimes the king would look at the gift and, and you, would, you would wonder, is he going to receive and accept my gift? What did they gave? They gave valuable things of gold, frankincense, and myrrh to King Jesus. So what they saw 
is what caused them to respond. They were responsible. They were, they were personally responsible for their response as a, as a young adult. Um, I mean, I understand this as a young adult, when I, when I, when I first got married, I, I complained a lot about paying the electric bill. Everybody, everybody, I mean, about June, July, I complained about how much it was, you know what I'm saying? But then when, when I first got married, I started complaining about those things. I remember someone telling me one time, they said, hey, welcome to adulting. You got to pay that bill. <laughs> and that was the moment that I realized, oh, wait a minute. Somebody else isn't paying it. I am personally responsible. That's why I walk around the church. I'm like, turn the lights out. Hey, don't leave the AC on. Hey, hey, you know, I'm, I'm like, like, why? Because I am really responsible. I realized the, the pressure and the weight of doing that, that, that very first Christmas, it hit totally different. Because in that moment, I realized that as a married person that, that, that I had to be responsible, not just for a wife, but for, for a family, but for a house, but for all these different things. That's the moment that, that we, we grow as an individual. I think the one thing that we want as a parent is that, that our kids learn to be responsible. How many parents want that? Come on, if not, you know, they're going to be 30 and 40 and living in your house. <laughs> Somebody shake your head if you say, not today. Hello, come on now. So what do we do? We, we teach them, we, we grow them, we encourage them because we want them to grow and to learn what it means to be personally responsible about their life. When, when, when my, my boys were first born, I remember going to the doctor and I, I loved going to the doctor when they were small. Because, and here's why, this is kind of weird, but here's why. I would go in and the doctor would measure their head and measure their height and put them on a scale. And then he would tell you what percentile they were in. I'm like, like your, your son is in the 90th percentile. I'm like, go, come on now. Yes. He's going to be extra large. You know, he's going to like, like, like I was small. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, this kid is growing. Now, if I went into that, that doctor's office and they said, your kid's not growing. I, I mean, at that moment, everything would change. At that moment, my personality would change. I would be like, okay, what do I need to do? You know, I would put a whole lot more energy and effort because growth is vital to living. If we don't grow, we don't live. So, so as a young child, as a parent, we're like, man, we're going to do everything we can. That's when we're responsible to make sure that that child grows. So ask yourself this question. What are we personally responsible for right now? I'm responsible for, for a couple of vehicles. I'm responsible for a home. I'm responsible to pay my bills. I'm responsible for the time I spend. Yes, I am. My time. It's, it's, I'm responsible for my, I'm responsible for this, for my health. Hello. I'm responsible for all these things. But, but, but what about my faith? Sometimes we, we take our faith and we think somebody else is responsible for it. Understand this church is not designed to do your faith. Church is designed to grow your faith. So we're designed to add water to your faith. We're designed to give opportunity for your faith to grow. That's why you'll hear us say, join a team. That's why you'll hear us say, join a circle. That's why you'll hear us say, hey, come along and be family. Why? Because we're concerned about the growth of your spiritual life. We want your faith to grow. What does that mean? That means I have to put an extra amount of effort at times into my faith. See, what were, the, what were the wise men doing? They, they put a lot of effort into looking for Jesus. They came a long distance looking for him. They didn't just come a long distance looking for him. They, they, they worshiped him. That was, a, that was a lot of effort that they came to worship the king, but they didn't just worship him. They gave him something. They gave him themselves. They gave him what was valuable to him because they, they bring honor to the king himself. So, so here's a simple question. Like, 
Like, how hard are we looking for that gift, that one gift, that gift for that person? You ever have your kids ask for something and there's like no way on the planet you could get it because every other child on the planet already has it. You know what I'm saying? It's like that toy or that thing. And you're like, you like look online, look at how many parents have been there. You know, you're like struggling because, and what are you trying to do? You're trying to find that gift. So what do we do? We put an exorbitant amount of energy and effort into pursuing that gift. What, how would your life be different if you put that kind of energy into looking for Jesus this season? How would we live differently if we put that amount of energy into worshiping him? How would our life be different if we put the same amount of energy and effort into giving things to him, into giving ourselves to him? Our life would be molded by what? By the responsibility we have that says, I am the one that cultivates the wonder in my life. If I only relegate Jesus to, to this, 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 the, to my side hustle. So the way I look at my, my faith has to determine how much effort I put into it. If my faith is a side hustle, okay. If it's something on the side, then if it fails, then it's not a big deal because something else is the main thing. But the moment that my faith becomes the main thing, the moment that my faith becomes the center of who I am, then I'm going to put a lot of effort into it. Why? Because that thing can't fail. Because that thing is not, it's not in me, it's in him. So I've got to put as much effort and as much control and as much of myself into it. That's the moment I realize that I have to be personally responsible for my faith. The church can't be. My grandparents can't be. My parents can't be. My friends can't be. I can't live off of their faith. I have to live off of my faith. And the moment that I realize that is the moment that I realize that if my faith isn't growing, then is my faith living? Come on, let's go back to the child. If my child wasn't growing, then I would put a lot of effort into feeding that child and to finding what it takes to make sure that child grows. I would do whatever it takes. Why? Because I want that child to live. Your faith is like a child living on the inside of you that is hungry. And, and, and when it becomes a teenager, guess what? That, that faith will eat you out of house and home. I want to be a teenager in my faith because I want to wake up in the morning hungry. I want to eat lunch hungry. I want to go in the afternoon. How many eat afternoon snacks? You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I'm not a snack. I want to eat all the time. When it comes to my faith, sometimes we starve our faith. We eat something on Sunday. And we do that intermittent fasting thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, like eight days later, I'm going to be back there. And then we miss it. And we're like, well, I'll come back the next day. You know what I'm saying? And what's happening is our faith is dying. And the reason why our faith is dying and not growing is because we stopped putting effort into it. The amount of effort you put into your faith is designed to grow your faith. But it all lies on how you see your faith. The reason why Jesus came into this world is not to be a side hustle. The reason why Jesus came into this world so that you could have life and life more abundantly. How many want to have life more abundantly? So understand that, that your faith has to be something that you have to express. So here's the challenge. The challenge, and the, and the worship team can come. Here's the challenge. The challenge is during this season, as chaotic as this season is, we have... Uh, 
Seven days till Christmas. Come on, think about that. Somebody just realized, oh my goodness, I got a list and I'm not done yet. You know what I'm saying? I was at the town center yesterday laughing. You know what I'm saying? Just walking around going, do I have to go there again? I think I got to go there again because someone keeps giving me stocking stuffers to put in their stocking. You know what I'm saying? And they're just from all over the place. There's a little thing. It's like, oh, this is a stocking. And you know, as a, as a husband, let me just digress a little bit. As a husband, whenever they send you those pictures, do you buy those things? Do you buy all those things? Do you buy some of those things? They're small things. And she's like, all of them. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, like what, what do I do? I put in a great effort. I remember one year her saying, I want these boots. They were just boots. You know what I'm saying? And, and I'm a sales guy. Hello? That means I want it on sale. That means I want it like, like not, I want to pay the full price. I want to pay half the price and I've been getting it for half to half the price. Then I'm just like, Phew. you know what I'm saying? I'm like, yes, who's with me? Come on now. So, so when she sends me the picture, you know, I do is, I mean, the World Wide Web's a beautiful thing. You can find stuff anywhere and everywhere. Hello? And, and the one year that I found these pair of boots, I couldn't believe it. I bought them and then shipped them to a store and went to the store. And the store said they're on sale at the store. So they discounted them twice for me. And I went, oh, I just felt like the, holy, like, like the Holy of Holies just fell down in that store. You know what I'm saying? Just me digressing. We get excited. I get excited about those types of moments. How excited are we when we gather? Listen, one day we're going to see Jesus face to face as people of faith with literally millions of people. And for all creation, we will sing with the angels. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. And when Isaiah gave that prophecy, he said, you will call him wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. I need all of that and some in my life. And it's the moment that I cultivate who he is, that he becomes wonder in me. God gave me a word for next year. In 2022, the word for the church was, this is the year of his presence. We invite his presence into our lives. We invite his presence into our workplace. We invite his presence into our family. We invite his presence into this community. But I remember walking in this building and praying and, and over and over hearing God saying, this is the year to walk with him. This is the year to walk closer to him. I understand this, the closer I walk to Jesus, the greater the wonder. The closer I get to him, the greater the wonder. So I wanna encourage you, this year is the year to walk with Jesus. This year is the year to not just have our faith just off, off, off at a distance, but to walk closer, to, to spend greater energy so that I can get closer to the King. So the closer I get, the greater the wonder in my life. And, and the word that God gave me is, I just believe that, that God wants you to walk closer this coming year than you've ever walked before. And in walking close to him, that's where he reveals to us he reveals ourself. He reveals our future. He reveals his will. He reveals what needs to change. He reveals what's really working. Sometimes he reveals what's not working. And I love it when he reveals what's working. Sometimes I don't care when he reveals it, what's not working because then I got to be responsible enough. God, I guess that isn't working. You know what I'm saying? I got to do something about that. You know, my, my anger or my, 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 you know, just, just those different things that we struggle with. What are you saying, pastor? I'm saying all of us have different struggles, but when we walk with Jesus, what happens is, is 
we walk through those things and he gives us the strength and our faith grows in the middle of it. This year where God's gonna take us together as a church is gonna require us to walk closer to him. Look what Jesus said in John chapter eight. He said, this is the verse God gave me for 2023. He said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never, ever, ever on the planet, under the planet, around the planet, will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Who is the light? His name is Jesus. Let's go back to Matthew chapter two, when, when that star shone right over where that child was and the, and the wise men came and they fell down and they worshiped and they, they, they brought a gift to Jesus because they brought value to the king. What they saw is what changed everything. And when they left, they left praising and worshiping God because they knew as, as a fact that this was the king. This was the savior for all mankind. So today, Maybe you're walking at a distance. Maybe, maybe life has happened in such a way that the wonder is diminished from your life. Can I encourage you? You're in the perfect place to magnify a savior that can create the wonder again in your life. It's, it's the moment that we open up our eyes and we start saying, Lord, I wanna see you. That that wonder grows in our lives. It's that, it's that power that grows in our lives. It's his presence that shapes our lives that causes us to walk with him. Come on, let's pray today. Jesus, we love you. We honor you this morning. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your greatness, Jesus. We know, Lord, that there's truly nothing on this planet that compares to you. And Lord Jesus, our prayer is that Jesus, that this entire world would get to know you, that Jesus, that, that everybody on this north side of town would, would get to have a, an adequate understanding that there is a king, his name is Jesus, that he has a plan for them. There is a savior that wants to live in them. Jesus, we honor you. You know, today you might be sitting here, you might say, pastor, pray for me. I'm, I'm, I'm distant from him. The wonder is diminished in my life. But in this moment, I realize that I do need a savior and I do need to walk close to him. If that's you, when I say three, would you just slip your hand up as high as you can and then put it down? You ready? I don't want you to hold it up. I want you to bring it up and put it down. You ready? I'm going to say three and just slip it up. If you're saying, is God, here I am. I want the wonder in my life. Here I am. I need to walk close to you. Ready? Look in your heart. He's there. Come on. One, two, three, slip it up. There you go. Put it down. Come on now. Come on. Let's do that again. You ready? Boy, everywhere. Come on now. One, two, three, slip it up. You're saying, Jesus, I want the wonder. You can put it down. Jesus, you're so good. And Lord, life begins now for many. Life increases now for many. Lord Jesus, as we magnify who you are, Jesus, you are greater. If you're here and you raise that hand, pray this simple prayer with pastor. It sounds like this. Jesus, today, I know that I need a savior. I need you. You came so that I could have life. You came to die for my sins. And I believe that you can forgive me. So Jesus, forgive me of all my sins and take my life and make it what you want it to be. From this moment on, I say yes to all that you have and to following you. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Come on, let's celebrate him. Boy, isn't God good? Hey, thanks for listening to this podcast today. If you would like to support this ministry, you can visit our website, www.oceanwaychurch.com give.